Hey everybody, welcome back to The Pixelist, the podcast about all the nerdy things we love and enjoy. I'm Will, that's Blake, and this is actually, I think this is a first for us, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're on back-to-back podcast recordings right now. That's right, and the good news for our viewers is we already got all like the random crap out of the way, like just the the small talk we make <laughs> at, the rent, at the start of an episode, we just did that, so, you know. Yeah, so, I guess you we know. Could, like, Fain, like, how are you today? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if for some reason that's the Pixelist content you really enjoy, we we were talking about food, we were talking about pizza. Check out our yeah. Last of Us Episode 5 uh, discussion if if that interests you. Yeah, we're um, basically trying to work our way through our queue our of backlog, yeah. content, you know. <laughs> so anyway, which, yeah. Yeah, sorry, which speaking of, um, if you're watching this video, you're probably wondering where the Episode 12 breakdown is. Uh, it's coming. Um, these last three breakdowns, I'm sure if you guys have been watching them, have noticed how long they are. So uh, they take me longer for that reason. But also, it's just been a busy week. Valentine's Day, girlfriend's birthday. If you want more of that discussion, check out the Last of Us video. But it's on the way, so don't worry. I didn't forget. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to dig into the goodness of what you leave us with. It'll be a nice little little ending to this great season of... Uh, of campaign one yeah and i'm uh i'm sad to be to be done so uh we'll have to find some more stuff to to make that type of content on um yeah i'll, I'll be glad to have a break from the constant video editing yeah. but i will be sad <laughs> to be done yeah i guess we'll have more to talk about like with the season as a whole but these three episodes that we ended with were insane like they were so freaking good yeah agreed I think like I would need to I would need to actually go back and actually look before I say this definitively, but it at least felt like it just kept getting better all season. Mm-hmm. Like each episode uh drop, I just kept getting like more and more hype. Um and I do feel pretty confident in saying this definitively that I think season two even surpassed season one, like for just yes. being better. S- Season one was really good. I, I mean, I don't want to like judge too harshly because I honestly don't remember that well. Like my experience with season one, I, I just remember that I really liked season one, but like season two, I loved like yeah. every episode. I was like, bro, that was so good. Um, and you know, the benefit of having like, you know, hundreds of hours of content is we've said this before. You can make every episode very dense mm-hmm. and like lots of good moments rather than like, you know, just imagine if like Scanlan and Pike like trying to take Grog to get him healed or whatever. If that was like an entire season storyline, <laughs> I, I think some shows would have done that. It would have been like, you know, the whole season is them like, you know, and it still like ends the same way. But there's you know ten episodes of that journey rather than yeah, you know, uh, making my way montage. <laughs> so yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and I. To that same effect, I thought they did a great job of distilling it down to the certain moments that they selected. And, you know, you've heard us talk about this in all of our other discussions and the breakdowns, but all the changes they did make, I can't complain about any of them. And some of them, I think, are marked improvements given 
the change in mediums. So yeah, well, we'll have to talk like more when we do like our kind of our postseason discussion, like more about I think those kind of like general things. Yeah. Um, speaking about these last three episodes, I really speaking about changes. I'm really curious to hear like your thoughts on what was changed in these final three episodes. Um, and just your reaction in general. What did you think about the last three episodes? Yeah, I mean, I loved them. Uh, like I said, they might be my favorite three of the whole season. Uh, the kill box, I think I mentioned this somewhere when we spoke, but I don't know where. Uh, but that is my one of my favorite episodes of Critical Role like of all time from the original campaign. So seeing it animated was awesome and i thought they did it justice i mean that freaking yeah, montage yeah. where you know grog screams like for vox machina and then we just get yeah. that awesome like scanlon's playing the heavy metal rock and they're just tearing things up um, what was it about the live stream that made that episode your favorite like was it just as epic or yeah i mean i love grog and that was like a really like defining moment of his arc like going to confront his uncle and mm -hmm. you know doing it one-on-one -on -one. and it was just like so tense the whole time um it, it took place over two episodes of the campaign so like the the first one kind of ends with their 1v1 encounter happening and then the next week is like when vox machina comes in and all that yeah happens. okay um and in those two episodes uh i mean this since you've you know been watching campaign three, this will mean a bit more to you than maybe people that haven't watched any of the original campaigns. But in those two episodes, they never took a break. Like that's how tense it was. Like they never cut to break. They just played the whole time for both those episodes. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was just it was just really intense. Um, I I don't know if if I can confidently say this because it's it's been so long since I've seen the first campaign. But I think it was like the first moment where like a TPK was like definitely possible. <laughs> and so it was just it was just like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. And then the way that ended is in the show is just like what happened in the campaign. Like they were like they were they were screwed. They had like nothing left. Um, and in fact, they were like they had kind of gotten to a point where they were almost kind of like hiding uh, trying to figure out like what are we gonna do? Grog was in the necklace because they she put him in there so he wouldn't die. Um, yeah, and so okay. the the herd was just like going around like murdering all the innocent civilians of Western, and they're like, "What are we like? What can we do here?" Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Maybe if we kill Kevdak, specifically Grog, like if Grog kills Kevdak, maybe they'll like look to him as the new leader type of thing." So like, let's go for it. And they tried that, you know, move where he comes down from the heavens. Yeah. And he which hits was... a natural 20, which is just ah! so crazy. You know? Oh, my gosh. So it was just like all those moments, like, culminating into this epic yeah. scene. Um, so, yeah, that's that's why it was one of my favorites. And then, you know, obviously to see it animated was so cool. Bro, the dice always knows. Dice don't lie, you know? True. We've all had those like amazing moments where like you just you need it to happen and then you roll the dice and boom. And Travis, we've talked about it, but you know, Travis hits those moments so well. Oh, I think yes. about the the final roll of calamity as well. Yes. Um, Bro, so Travis, if you made me pick like right now who has like the most epic natural 20 moments, it's definitely Travis. Um 
the ones we just talked about, and there's some other ones that I don't want to like spoil, but toward the end of campaign one, two, that are okay. just amazing. Yeah. Um, that like air attack was so well done um, and epic. Like, just like the slice through Kevdak. I mean, it blew me away. I just was like, bro, this was so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, so, and I really honestly didn't know what was going to happen in the sense of like, it really, even as like a casual viewer, I just thought, or someone who hadn't seen the stream, I just thought, once Vox Machina showed up, I thought it was going to be like a pushover. You know, they're going to move on to like the, the real story, mm-hmm. like Umbrasil or whatever. Um, but there was definitely a point where I was like, bro, are these people screwed? Like, what's going to happen here? So yeah. I definitely felt that. I really liked that aspect. I mean, obviously, since I'd seen the campaign, I, I knew what was going to happen. But I really liked that for people who didn't, who probably kind of had that like, okay, now they're going to win moment a couple of times. Like when Grog first regains his strength, like, yeah. you know, and like rages out. I'm sure a lot of people thought like, oh, like now he's going to win. Uh, but then he still just got destroyed. And then he calls for Vox Machina. Oh, now they're going to win. And then the tide turns right. against them again. Um, but yeah, uh, especially like I wonder people that didn't see the campaign and maybe like don't even know there is a campaign. Like maybe they just found the show on Amazon. I'm curious like what their thoughts are. If they're like, oh, you know, sword from the heavens and killed him. Like, okay, guys. But like, you know, I just feel like I hope it's still as cool without the context of knowing like, no, like that's what actually happened. And it was like an all or nothing roll of the dice and it just happened to work out. Um, I think it's still cool even without that context, but like with it, it just like times 30 in my opinion. So, yeah, it was pretty epic for sure. Um, and just a very, like we keep, we've mentioned so many times, but just so well animated. Like also when oh, yeah. Kevdek picks up Grog and puts him on the pike. Oh yeah, bro. I was like, I was like, do I have, come on, come on. Yeah. Um, and then also brutal. like another, another, and I don't mean to keep like talking so long about just this one episode, <laughs> but um, I loved the detail of Kevdak spotting Pike um, going back to, again, uh, her having disadvantage on stealth rolls. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just love these tiny little details. That you're like, of course he would spot her because she's not very stealthy. Um so yeah. anyway, I just really enjoyed the episode. Me too. Um, and as far as changes in that episode, it was pretty true to to form other than the fact, and we've talked about this before, but they, they never got split up. So in the original, they were all there. And um, like, like, again, Grog still went and challenged Kevdak alone and Vox Machina was just like hiding in the rooftops, like waiting to see what happened and waiting for his his signal, which his signal was Vox Machina. Um, yeah. So yeah, all all pretty true to form, other than that one change. Well, moving on to the last two episodes, um, the Umbrasil trap into the fight. Um, yeah. And the, I love the Kaylee reveal. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about that I just remembered too. Oh yes, yeah. yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I was actually wondering what was going on there because I I thought like is she going to kill him? Like, is she like actually working? Like I even wondered, cause you had mentioned there was one of the dragons who was like stealthily, you know, whatever. I was like, is this that person? Like what's about <laughs> to happen here? But, um, yes, loved that whole reveal. And then I loved how they had the like genuine 
I remember your mom. And he like does like the whole storyline. And then she's like, yes. that's not my mom. <laughs> Which was so like peak Scanlan. <laughs> yes. So that was hilarious. And that was like, that didn't, that moment, obviously there was no like flashback montage in the original campaign. So that was like a new kind of bit for the show. And uh, yeah, I love that. And then I loved him trying to explain to Pike what happened. And he's like, imagine like you just got a puppy and then you wanted to have sex with it. <laughs> or you almost had sex with it. And she's like, what? <laughs> like the whole thing was just so funny. <laughs> it was. And so, that, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was, that played out just like it did in the campaign. Um, you know, Scanlan <laughs> is this debaucherous, you know, going to all the brothels and stuff. And so Matt like really kind of, you know, had this great character moment for him where he tries to seduce his daughter essentially. And, um, you know, it plays out just the same. Like she'd been like kind of looking for him and wanting to kind of give him what was coming to him. Uh, but in the, in the campaign, she actually does like try to attack him, uh, but she rolls a natural one. So that's kind of another moment where like the dice are kind of serving the story. And uh, then it plays out very similarly to what we saw in the show with, um, well, what was the sword um, in the live stream? Like kind of like the immovable rod type sword? Uh, no, it wasn't. So the sword, like she doesn't give him a sword in the live stream. I think that was just the way of the show kind of introducing the concept of an immovable rod. Um, so then, you know, with what happens in the Umbra fight, they kind of have that established. I also, I don't know this, but I'm also wondering if a movable rod is like a, a trademarked thing that they maybe had to kind of introduce their own version of anyway, if they wanted to use it. Good point. Um, but yeah, she didn't have the yeah, okay. sword in the campaign. Yeah. I liked it though. I mean, it's, 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 I love these like character development. I feel like another reason I liked season two so much was it really felt like the characters moved forward quite a bit. We had Vex and Vax's mm -hmm. storyline, uh, not just the flashbacks before uh, Vex dies, but like their dad, um, we had uh, Grog's story was amazing. Um, and I really liked season one, but I feel like it was mostly centered around Percy. Mm -hmm. um, still great, but didn't get quite, I feel like, the attention on the other characters, except for maybe Pike, which we, we talked about, well, using my phrasing, Pike's story in season one, I felt like was a little flat or just a bit clunky. Um, but I think in this season, I really felt like the characters were were growing and, and changing and developing. So um, that's another reason why I really liked it. And Scanlan's arc was another example of that. Yeah, so. uh, 100%. And in season one, um, the Briarwood arc is basically entirely about Percy. So I feel like that's kind of why it was that way. Uh, but yeah, I'm really glad that they kind of got to flesh out everyone else a bit more this season since the chroma conclave isn't like specifically about like one character you know they all kind of exploring the different things that we saw which is the same way it happened in the campaign too uh, but yeah I th and this is something we already commented on but they're just doing such a great job of of truncating and and diluting these hundreds of hours of this character development down into this digestible form um yeah what? And I think we're just getting started with Scanlan's kind. Of, I mean, he definitely had a, a bit of an arc, especially at the end. He kind of turns the corner of, I don't, yeah. you know, I don't want to say doing the right thing because that implies like he's a scumbag, and he's not. Like he's a important member of the team, but clearly he kind of has that like. Well, he went know, from yeah. doing what was best for him to 
risking his life for the group. Um, right. I mean, that, that is sort of like the theme in that episode of, you know, and, and Vax is giving him a hard time about it, like the whole episode. And we saw this same side of him before the party even decided to go to, um, uh, what's it called? The religious city. Um, uh, Vasselheim. Vasselheim. Before they even decided, he was kind of just like, like, screw this, let's get out of here. So yeah. it was, you know, what we had seen before. Um, uh, and I don't want to jump necessarily to those final moments, but um, I was very satisfied with the whole Umbersill bait into chase, into fight sequence, by the way. Um, not sure how you felt about it. Yeah. Uh, I would say one more thing on Scanlan before I answer that. Um, but just... And not not that this even needs to be said, really, but in the original campaign, the whole like Scanlan, like his character arc kind of being like not running away from his problems. And like there was that moment where he like thought about like ditching Vox Machina when they were all looking pretty dire against Umbrasil. Those character moments didn't happen in the campaign. Like Scanlan was never like, I'm like, screw you guys. I'm leaving. Like you coward. Know? Right. Yeah. Because I mean, in D and D, I mean, I get that's totally possible, I guess. Like, I guess you could, you know, at a table, a player could run and leave everybody else to die. Uh, but he never did that. So that's kind of just like a moment that was the, the moment that that the character arc that that moment is serving is still true to his character arc, which we'll see over the later seasons. But I did just want to point out that like, he wasn't like just leaving everyone to die at the original table or anything. <laughs> he wasn't as much of a douche in the live stream. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but now, still just this morning though, <laughs> uh, even more so honestly, <laughs> uh, but oh, to man. the, to the Umbrasil fight. Yeah. They, I mean, that was very true to the original campaign down to the, the way the, the one episode ended, uh, you know, with Vax Scanlan still inside and Grog, along for the ride um if you haven't seen my breakdown yet i i share this clip but matt ends the session at that moment um so in the same way the episode ended and you had to go to the finale their campaign ended and you had to wait i think actually had to wait two weeks until their next session because of you know some scheduling or something back then uh so that was a rough cliffhanger back then did it play out um the same way though of like grog falling and uh vax basically sprouting um, wings no actually so like what's the word i'm looking for like essentially it did but not this in that same specific way because there's certain little details that are tweaked that obviously kind of make little minute changes that get bigger as time goes on but vax actually did not get his wings in that moment it happened a little bit later and the because i was gonna say i thought it took a little longer for a vestige to sort of like unlock its full yeah. ability. So, so real quick vestiges of divergence and not all of them have this, but at least in the case of the death walkers wards, there's like three phases dormant awakened and exalted and exalted is like when it reaches its full potential. Um, so in the campaign, a lot of the times like those moments of it going from dormant to awakened or awakened to exalted are based on like, story moments or character moments more than anything else like matt like you know oh like you know matt recognizes like this is i don't need to get into it you get it yeah. um so in the original campaign the the timeline was a bit shifted like they don't go to the feywild until after they've killed kevdak and umbrasil 
So in the show, they inserted so that interesting. first. Yeah. So like oh Vex didn't gosh. have wow. Finthris for any of those fights. Um, wow. Wow. In the original campaign. So because of that, uh, at this, and also Vax having his um, his moment with the Raven Queen in the where he goes into the blood and kind of has that like meeting with yeah. her. When they fight Umbrasil, that hadn't happened yet. So it's kind of that moment where he kind of it's not in that moment that the death walkers ward awakens but like that moment kind of has to happen first because then he kind of has peace and like a better understanding of this deal that he made and kind of the path that he's on um so at the time of the umbrasil fight he had not had that spiritual meeting with the raven queen so when he plummets out of like umbrasil and he's falling he does like make a prayer to the raven queen he's like i, I need you right now but like they hadn't they hadn't had that moment yet. So like, I think Matt describes it like this burst of feathers starts like poor, like he's leaving a trail of feathers, but like there's no wings. Um, and so I like that since they did shift things around and he has had that meeting with her in the show that the wings do come out because like that, the awakening moment had happened at the show. show. Um, so, but it, so because of those changes, Vax obviously doesn't have the wings. Um, Scanlan catches Grog in the Bigby's hand uh, in the in the campaign, and then Scanlan polymorphs Grog into an eagle, and Scanlan's riding Grog, and then the two of them <laughs> swoop down and and catch Vax. Um, oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So like it, the, he so he makes the prayer to the Raven Queen, and the feathers come out, not the wings, but the Raven Queen's like to your left, and like he reaches out to the left, and he grabs the eagle as they like soar by him. So yeah. it's still a cool moment, but like this is yeah. an example of one of those changes that I think is great for the show. Um, I think for the epic yeah. moment, you know? Yeah. I think for the show, it would have made a lot happen in the sense of, um, like you said, Bigsby's hand and the polymorph. And then, you know, the discussion with the Raven queen, that's a lot to happen in just like such a short span of time. Um, cause I guess the sequence is only about 60 seconds. Um, I loved how it did play out, including Grog getting, you know, totally, I think like he broke his legs or something yeah. like pretty, yeah. pretty gruesome. But, um, by the way, I get kind of weird. I'm not weirded out, but like, I find myself saying these like, Oh, that was so gruesome. And it was awesome. <laughs> like not like in a twisted way, but I'm just like, yeah, that was a crazy scene. I know what so, you mean. Yeah. Um, and in the, in the show, uh, or in the, the campaign, they do like exit Umbrasil. And so everyone kind of has to regroup. And then similar to the show, they like decide to to chase after him further, you know, and follow him into the mountain. Um, But because of that, and we kind of see this in the show, like he heals up, like he's, um, you know, they, they kind of are penalized in a way of, because uh, well, they, when they regroup, they kind of like rest for a little bit. So by the time they make it back to him, like he's healed. Yeah. Um, and the only other change really, which we got that detail by the way, yeah. with him actually physically healing himself. Yeah. So I, I like that. That's cool. Uh, the only other like massive change I would say is that, uh, Scanlan is not the one to get the killing blow. Um, you know, I think I mentioned this earlier. One, he doesn't like use myth Carver really ever in the original right. campaign. Um, so two, uh, so I love the change there and we got to kind of see him flex with that, especially given like the, the story arc he was on, but, uh, Grog kills Umbrasil. And I think this change makes a lot of sense because we, we just had 
this moment with Grog in the kill box. And Grog is the one that killed Brimsythe in season one. So I don't think it's like a, I don't, I mean, maybe some people are out there mad that, that Grog didn't get the kill here. But for me, I think this makes a lot of sense and is a, a good change even. Yeah. And I thought for me, as someone not having ever seen the live stream, the whole like Scanlan storyline and then stealing Mythcarver off of Umbrasil, which yeah. I know you mentioned the live stream Umbrasil never actually got, but stealing it off you know stabbing him in the eye and then like the ultimate like flare of like myth carver like, yeah like the headshot was so freaking epically awesome yeah. like i wanted to stand in my chair i mean it was <laughs> so freaking cool um so i'm so curious like i, I probably need to go back and like watch the moment happen on the live stream with grog taking out umbrasil but um such for me it was like such a perfect final battle um for season two no yeah agreed and i love the original campaign like i wouldn't make i wouldn't make the show changes to the original campaign by any means but i love this change like i think it it better served the story for sure Uh, and it was just awesome like you said i think uh i think you and i and our our reaction are both like screaming when that happens i know we definitely were at a lot of moments in these last three um so i'm sure that was one of them uh, but yeah, in the original campaign, uh, Umbrasil also wasn't like obsessed with the vestiges like he is here. So, yeah, and does he and does he have in the original campaign? Does he have um, what's her name? Percy's. Oh no, Ripley. No, that's okay. that's kind of another thing they've kind of like conjoined for the show, which yeah, I don't want to okay. get too much into it yet because it hasn't happened yet. So maybe that's something we'll talk about in season three. But I, that change makes sense for for what's to come. I think. Yeah. So what dragons are left? We have Borgal, which is, is the, the ice one. Yeah, like the the rhinoceros kind of bulldog yeah. one. Raishan, which we saw, we haven't talked oh. about that yet, but at the end, um, and then Thordak, the big daddy. Right. Okay. And do you think do you think the story is getting wrapped up next season, or do we have two more on it? I think next season they've unless okay. I mean. Until it comes out, you know, who knows? Maybe something changes. But I think they've they've said that the Chroma Conclave will be seasons two and three. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, yeah, I imagine what, it gets wrapped up. What episode are we up to, by the way, in the campaign? All right, so it's a bit... Because Briarwood was like around 30, 35 or something, right? Mm-hmm. As that wraps up? So it's somewhere around there. Maybe 40, something, though. Um. So it's a bit confusing because, like I said, they don't go to the Feywild until after Cabdak right. and Umbrasil. So, like, there's like a, a, a chunk of like four or five episodes that they picked up and shifted. So, like, but like if we were counting those, I would say like almost episode eighty. But oh my gosh! <laughs> but those are kind of picked up and lifted out. So if you're yeah, saying like okay. at the end of the Umbrasil fight, it's maybe like fifty-eight. Yeah, okay. Yeah, interesting. Okay, and then the season is 130? 130 something? The first one's only 115. Oh, okay. Okay. I think. Dang. So. I, the Feywild happened somewhere in the 70s, so maybe 80 was maybe a bit too long, but. Okay. And it's just a couple of episodes. So I'd say, let's just ignore the Feywild stuff. They're around episode 60. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. Yeah, interesting. 
Well, yeah, I need to get the reaction edited and put up because there definitely were a lot of moments from these last three, though, that we were just like <laughs> just going crazy over. Yeah. So, and it's got me bummed that I have to wait now for every time you finish a great season of television, man. I always felt this way with Lost. Whenever Lost mm-hmm. would end, I'd be like, oh, I have to wait an entire year now. This um, was so good. It was. But I'm sad it that we weren't doing this back when that was the thing. So I feel like there would have been some really good discussions week to week of like, yeah, just and trying probably to figure out what was going on. We would have definitely like had all sorts of theories and been like, wait, what? <laughs> For so, sure. Anyway, which well, anything else? Go ahead. This is a, this is completely off tangent, but speaking of lost Kate, Evangeline, Lily, Ant-Man three just came out, but I, oh, it's out? it oh, just bro. came out this weekend. I, I'm not like a guy that dives into reviews, so I haven't even like read any reviews, but I have seen that like people are not that happy with it. So that's kind of a bummer. Oh no. I know. But like, like I said, I mean, maybe who knows? I haven't actually read anything. I've just kind of seen that general like malaise. Oh, geez. That's a bummer. I know. I'm still obviously going to say. Is this the first film for the new phase? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Phase five. Yeah. Okay. It can't be worse than Doctor Strange 2. It can't be okay. I don't think we we, we need to we need to have a, our phase yeah. four video because I will agree yeah. that Doctor Strange two was kind of a letdown. But you know you it was, liked it. It's okay. You know it was <laughs> awful, especially the more time that goes on. Thor: Love and Thunder, man, it was garbage. <laughs> garbage. You liked it, man. Like you thought it was good. You thought it was garbage? It well, was I walked great. out of the theater and uh, it was like, it was okay. But now the more and more time that's gone on, I'm just, I'm starting to hate it. <laughs> I'm gen- this is a look of genuine <laughs> shock. I cannot, how have we not talked about Doctor this? Doctor Strange 2 was way better than Love and Thunder. Doctor Strange 2 was trash. It was so bad. <laughs> I cannot believe you didn't like Love and Thunder. I don't know, man. It was just a disappointment. I was on a I was on a date night, so I didn't have like my critical eye yeah. for it. I was just there to have a good time. Well, I don't want to get sidetracked in, in this current video, but we should we should do like a phase four and we can kind of air our grievances for Yeah, okay. Our, All right. for our respective I will say um you saw Wakanda Forever, right? Yeah. Did we see it together? No. I don't think okay. so. <laughs> All of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute. Did we see this together? <laughs> okay. Tightening. Um, yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. So we had we had a high note. We had yeah, a high Yeah, Wakanda movie. Forever was good. So Yeah. Okay. And you right, know, well, we, we'll I cannot see, believe we'll this, Ant-Man, though. That, and we'll decide yeah. for ourselves, but yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I have to say, just full disclaimer, though, Ant-Man is my wife's favorite. So I think I if like her and Ant-Man. I see it. If her and I see it together, which we probably will, I'll probably, when we chat about it, I'll probably be like, loved it. It was great. Even if it wasn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I hope so. I really like Ant-Man. I, I, the, the first one was really fun. The second one I thought wasn't as good as the first one, but was still good. Um, first one had that actor. I can't think of his name, but he was like popping off at the time. And I haven't really seen him since the guy who plays yellow jacket. Is yeah, he yellow yeah. jacket? The guy from, the um, House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, All right. One last thing I wanted to, one quick question for you. And then one last thing about the show. And I might've asked you this during our reaction, but I want to ask it here as well. Uh, Kaylee, did you 
it's so obviously I I had the benefit of knowing, but to me they looked identical. Like the it's like Scanlan and Kaylee, like uh, they share so many similarities. So I was just curious I see if, it if you now. picked up on any of that. No, okay. I, I see it now. I didn't at the time. I was like, oh, another you know halfling. Great. Yeah. I didn't even think about it. Okay. Um, I actually thought. Um, oh, I wonder if there'll be a little something here and yeah. maybe Pike will get jealous, which is actually, I think, I guess they did it intentionally because that's what it then fed into. Mm-hmm. Um, so they played me like a flute. <laughs> so yeah, anyone else that's watching that didn't see the original campaign, I'm curious your if y'all's thoughts, if you could tell they look similar, you had any inkling or if you didn't at all. Um, and then the last thing, which I don't really, not I don't really have like a point I'm driving to, but the whole Raishan reveal did that, I mean, I, I kind of had, we kind of talked about and I kind of had like given you the clue that there was something like that going on, but did that catch you off guard at all? Or The way, the way it happened caught me off guard, but I knew from the moment they escaped to Whitestone and like the little kid with the green eyes popped mm-hmm. up, I, I felt like it was pretty obvious that something was happening here. Um, the way that... Is is uh what's her name dead by the way? Is that the implication? Uh, so we don't. I guess we don't know. Um, but I don't think so. Okay. Um, that 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 part did surprise me. I was like, oh dang, here she is. Um, yeah. So yeah. Because in the campaign, she was it was a different character that she was pretending to be, but it's one that like hasn't really gotten any screen time at all in the show. So I think yeah. they just changed it. Um. So yeah, okay. who knows what they're going to do, but I don't think so because she's kind of coming there to be allies with them. So I can't imagine if, if she killed Keeper Yenin, that would ingratiate herself to them very much. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that's all, right. all I got. I just wanted to get your pulse on those two things. Yeah. Let us know what you thought about these three episodes and then stay tuned. We'll have like maybe like a longer, maybe give it a couple more weeks and then do like a, a season discussion. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Um, Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. And uh, more our Critical Role discussion will be up in the next couple of days, probably, for episode yeah. 49. Stuff's heating up Getting over crazy. there. <laughs> I think... Oh, we don't have an episode Thursday, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dang. Okay, episode 50, I think, is going to be nuts. Me too, which I'm kind of glad um, that the cliffhanger's now instead of Yes. Then, you know. Right, right. Okay, well, we'll catch you later, guys. Bye, y'all. See ya.